What's good? What's good? What's good? It's Courtside Radio starting five. You know what it is on the Good News Radio Station. This is Big Mike in the building. Out of Pappy from the Wood. Mike Lee came through. And we have, you know, the PG over there. What's good with you? Yo, 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 man. What's up? You know, it's Mike here, the point guard here, man. We we, we live, man. We ready to work, man. What's up? What's Gotta up, Alex? Shalom, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Hey, so we really shorthanded today, Mike, man. man. It's crazy. We got we kind of like the Lakers so far this season, man. man. <laughs> we, we went from the starting five to the big three. The big three. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But, uh, man, it's... With uh, extra inches. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, man. This dude, Mike. Who's Danny? Hey, uh, so we still trying to figure that out, man. Uh, make sure y'all chime in. Let us know who... Who is Danny? We've been hearing this name, but we're not really sure exactly who he is. But man, uh, but hold on before we go ahead, we have to shout out the boy Shice Rice. Shout oh out, yes, sir. Shout out Big Dog Bruce. You know, we miss you, Big Dog. We know you're doing big things right now. So yeah. go ahead and handle your business, Big Bruce. Hey, do your thing, Mr. Shice Wright. Uh, so we're gonna go to the first topic of the day. Mike, you wanna introduce the first topic? I'm up. Uh, go ahead. Hold on one second. Inflated stats or oh, great all, players. You know what? I want to tell you something about that. The whole thing about right now, everybody, the stats are way inflated. That's a fact. Yes. Big facts. Like, if the contact and, you know, the actual defense, if there was more, you know, lead, you know, I'll say leniency on uh, how people can guard people, you know, especially not even just being more physical, but the way the teams can scheme against you. Yeah. So I was like, you can do zone traps and all, you know, certain things like that, that, you know, a lot of times they're like, oh, it's illegal defense. Get out of here. Lockups. <laughs> but it's, I'll go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Like, that's, that's one of the points I had. Like, that's today's game. Today's game, like, before, Parameter. like, exactly what you were saying, like, before we actually get into, like, inflated stats or good players, like, let's understand that there are good players, okay? And most of the guys that we talk about that are, like, stat stuffers or stat patters, are really damn good players. Yeah. But today's NBA is just geared towards being a scoring system, like with the three-point line being emphasized, with the Dan Tony running gun offenses taking over, and teams scoring higher amounts than they have and, like, basically breaking records. No, like, I agree. This is the type of NBA where we start seeing teams and scheming where systems are literally made to get players who really aren't that great or even – like that are great players now to be that much better and it's reflecting in their stat lines. Like you wouldn't guess a guy to average a triple double again after a big <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. But yeah. here we are and Westbrook's averaging it now almost three Her, seasons in a row. Bro, Third time the last, coming. the last five years combined, he's averaging a triple double. That's the thing. Yeah. Like it this is the NBA we're in now. Like, we can talk about inflated stats all we want, but we have to, like, understand that today's game is feeding into that. And, look, fans like us, or maybe not fans like us, but fans in general of the NBA want to see high-scoring games. That's really what it's about. Like, don't get me wrong. Defense is great, but now we're hearing things instead of team defense. We're hearing defensive specialists. Exactly. And also, you have to think about it. More people are positionless. There's so many positionless players. They're like, oh, he a swing this or he's a... Uh, uh, combo that it's like you have to think about it. So if you have six nine point guards and you have Giannis who came in as a PG, I'm not gonna you know disrespect everybody with how tall he is, but his handle was nice. But you have to think about everybody now is just coming in as a skill player, no matter your yeah. position. You're a skill player. 
you're going to have to be in the perimeter somehow, some way, regardless, if you're going to play in today's game. You, it's positionless. That's the other part of it. Skill, yeah. skill, like you have players who are literally like 3 and D guys, right? Mm-hmm. But like no matter what position you play now, you almost have to be a positionless player to a point where you can do a little bit of everything, maybe less so in terms of ball handling. Like ball handling is a plus in, in that way. But like you have to be able to score in some way. You have to be and able guard. to go down low, drive, guard. Like you, you have to be almost a all-around talented player. But that's the thing. Like we're br- – like. The way the game is taught now and the way we have social media to show it off, like it's almost understood that to make it to that level, you have to be that good and well-rounded. It's no longer like, oh, you can be a three-point specialist. Oh, you can be a uh, driver, and that's really your thing. Or you can be a big man down low who really shouldn't be going to the free-throw line a la Shaq. But here you are. DeAndre. DeAndre, yeah. Well, no, DeAndre, I'm giving him a shout-out. He's boosting you know his free-throw percentage this season. Yeah, yeah. He actually, like, I will he give, has. actually, you he know what? On I'm saying... I wouldn't count on this, you know, put money on them. <laughs> yeah. So so the thing that we want to talk about uh, today, listeners, uh, for our first topic is, is it uh, inflated numbers or static, you know, padded stats, or is it just uh, just greatness? So I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, you know, uh, our friend, uh, the lovely Ashley Neville. And she posted. Shout out, shout out. She posted earlier this week on her Instagram. Russell Westbrook records 10 triple-doubles in a row, passing Will Chamberlain. James Harden has dropped 30 points in 31 straight games. The only other player to do that was Will Chamberlain. Uh, Paul George had a game this week that was 47, 12, and 10. And Lou Williams scored 45 points off the bench. So it just shows you that guys are just having insane numbers. I can remember a time uh, in the 2000s where guys were were at the end of the third quarter, it, if it hit the 80s, you were like, whoa, these guys are yeah. scoring a lot. But now these guys are almost at 100 points. It's almost assumed low if you're in the mid-80s for a game ending nowadays. You know, yeah. like if a score ends with a team scoring 85, it's like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense with today's offenses. Yeah, so I'm just like, is it the fact that – I know that it's easier to score – the game isn't as physical. It isn't as tough. And I just want to ask the question of with all these stats, so 10, 20 years from now, a lot of times you're going to look at what? Numbers, right? Yeah. They say men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Are the numbers going to be telling the true story of how great these players are compared to the guys of the 2000s who maybe they came up in the late 90s, blossomed in the 2000s, faded away beginning of the 2010 to where someone like Kobe, his career numbers of 25 points a game doesn't justify how great he really was, you know? Dude, that's the thing, though. We talk about this with eras that, like, my biggest issue with people is when they discredit the Bill Russell Celtics era. Like, Mm. we don't – you can't discredit eras of – yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can't discredit eras of basketball. Like, just as we'll look at this era way down the line and say that these numbers are ridiculous, Yeah, like, that was the era of basketball. Like, in 10, 15 years from now, we could end up in a point where basketball is more defensive-focused again, where it still has the elements of the, the like, running-on offenses, but really starts emphasizing the defensive side of the ball, and team defense comes back. Sure, these trends don't, like, you know... Things come and go in terms of, like, trends. Like, we see that with, like, clothing trends now. We see that with the NBA and certain trends. But, like, down the road, we could see this. And it won't 
necessarily discredit this era of basketball because these guys are still great. Like, look at Russell Westbrook and James Harden are the prime examples of what everyone would think of when you say sat, stat stuff for immediately. Yes. I think all of us can agree. The first thing you think of is Harden Westbrook. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, those, are, those are the two. Westbrook first. Westbrook. Nah. See, no, I'm saying because of what he, not like what he tries to do, but what he does. Okay, yeah. No, I get that. And Harden tries. That's the he thing. Wants so yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, so I, I was listening to uh, Scotty Pippen and uh, Stephen Jackson earlier yep. on on ESPN, and they were talking about these guys. And what they talked about was that it's not winning basketball. Like they believe that James Harden is not playing to win. Like he's actually playing to get stats. Um, you know and. Scottie Pippen said he's doing it all wrong because you should be using this time not just to chase stats, but to win. To yeah, to work on your chemistry for the playoffs. So when your playoffs come, you have your way that you want to play so that it will help your uh, your team win. And he said that's what uh, you know MJ had to learn when he was averaging thirty seven. That he had yeah. to learn. Okay, maybe you won't average thirty seven. Maybe it might be twenty eight you know, 29, but you're gaining that chemistry to build. So once the playoffs come, you know, you have, you know, you have trust with the other guys and things like that. So I remember Kobe talking about that. He had to realize that it wasn't just about numbers. Sometimes I would have to kind of give leeway to my guys like Jordan Formar and these other guys to step up because if he didn't do it during the season, you can't expect them to do it once the playoffs came. You, you know didn't what give I'm them the chance. Yeah, you didn't give them the chance. So now the even bigger moment is there and they're not ready. That's kind of your fault as a star player because you were just averaging all these points. And and that's, that's the problem right now, though. Yeah. Like, look, when Katie left Westbrook, that's when Westbrook really went and became the guy for the team, right? There was no 1A, 1B scenario with him and KD anymore. It was Westbrook, Westbrook's world. So what did he do? He averaged a triple-double. He pushed them to the playoffs. They went... They went... They played well. Westbrook averaged that triple-double. That's the fans right there. Yeah, hold on. That's the fans right there. Nobody say nothing about no Siri. I didn't hear anything about Alexa. Hey, I think that was... Was that the... Ice that uh Policia, Policia. Yeah, guys. Who, who they trying to deport, man? Oh, uh, uh, hey, Black Savage. History Month. So think, twenty-one uh, Savage. Twenty-one Savage is free. Twenty-one. 21. That's a great thing. But uh, Alex, finish up. Finish with you. Shout out Jay Z. Finish your point. <laughs> yeah, no, facts. Like, look, Westbrook had to take over, right? And in a similar situation right now, James Harden didn't have Capella, didn't have CP3, didn't have Eric Gordon. Although Gordon's back now, you know. Yeah. And. There are certain points where things change. Westbrook did it. Then he got Paul George. He got Melo. Didn't work out so much. And he was still averaged a triple-double. Now he has PG. And look at what's going on with their system. Westbrook, not like, like I've said before, he's not taken a full step back. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying he's taken a slight step back because he's now becoming more well-rounded. And look what it's led to. Paul George is an MVP candidate. Westbrook's an MVP candidate. Westbrook's averaging a triple-double. They're leading the league in steals, and they're third in the Western Conference behind the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors. I can honestly say that of the the teams that were listed, I think I thought that OKC would be anywhere between four to five. They are playing much better than I anticipated, yep. and they're playing really well. And then look at the Rockets. The Rockets have James Harden, who is going nuts stats-wise. And the one thing that I always try and point out, we're not even at the All-Star break, and this guy has been known to play out of his mind, then go to the postseason, and he's been... Trucking. Yeah, he's trucking, and no one can find him. 
It's yeah. the ghost of James Harden once the playoff comes. Yeah, yeah. So I- I'm going to throw you guys some stats because I was looking up this information and I think that is so crazy. Um, so, so far this year, I'm going to just list off. I'll go top five, all right? So James Harden is at 36.6. Paul George, 28.7. Curry is at 28.6. Uh, AD, 28.5. Kevin Durant, 27.6. Number 10 is Blake Griffin with 26.3, all right? Uh, 2008-2009, which is 10 years ago. Leading score was 30 points. Uh, number 5 was 25.8 compared to 27.6. Number 10 was 22.6 compared to 26.3. And um, now this is 99-2000 season. Uh, you have Shaq was the leading scorer with 29.7. Wait, wait, wait. You read off. The 2009 season, and now you're reading off. Yeah, I read off the 2008-2009 season. Uh-huh. Okay. So D-Wade led the league in scoring with 30 points. Mm-hmm. And number five was 25.8. Danny Granger, number 10, was Brandon Roy, 22.6. Danny Granger. Yeah. And Brandon B. Roy. Shout out both of them. Yeah, both Ghost of those guys. They used to hoop. I've been, uh, tell- I've been talking about them every week. So then oh. nearly 10 years before that, Shaq at 29.7 was the leading scorer. Number five, Carl Malone was twenty five point five. Number ten, Kevin Garnett was twenty two point nine. So the just big ticket. Ju- yeah, just to see what's compared. Number ten in today's game is twenty six point three points a game compared to twenty two point nine points a game. And number five is twenty seven points compared to around twenty five points a game. So it show you that the scoring is up. So what I ask and what I like to to talk to people about or ask them is especially with you guys, in the future, like I said, 10 years from now, are we going to look at these guys' number and say that they were better players than was, these guys? I was just on them. Before I answer that, I want to ask you something. Okay. I want to know, how does it feel to have Blake Griffin talking about on the top scoring list again? Like, he a clipper. Oh, yeah, but his team like, is like is, number eight in the East. So that's why I'm like, Blake Griffin? Yeah. See, that's what? the thing. When you're on a really bad team and they need someone to keep you afloat, like – Blake? Yeah. Bro, you just mentioned Blake Danny Griffin? Granger being top five in scoring, like, in 2008, Mr. Never had a hey, so this is, this is how I want, <laughs> you know, listeners, this is how I want you to know that in the game of basketball, it's becoming easier to score, you know what I'm saying? Because of you can't be in physical, uh, defense isn't at, you know, a premium. Um, so this, these are percentages. The leading percentage is... 65, which is Gobert. Number five is Steven Adams, 61. Number 10 is uh, 57% by uh, Collins out there in Atlanta. 2008-2009, Shaq at uh, 60.9 was number one. Number five was Pau Gasol, 56. Of course, it's all big men. That's what I was about to say. Number 10 was 53%. uh, 99-2000 season, Shaq was the leader with 57%. Man. Number five was Rasheed with 51%. See that. Number 10 was Othello Harrington with Othello. 50%. So it just shows you that Throwback. by the stats and Throw by off. and by, by the scoring and the percentages that it's easier to score. Like you have so many guys that are in – like the 60% shooting. Uh, this season you have seven guys. 
compared to 10 years ago when you had two guys. And it's all big men because big men are being able to run the floor a lot quicker. They're a lot more talented, and defenses do not want to deal with a big man. They can move. No, I just think that – no, because I think that is – versatility, but then it's less physical. So guys – wants to deal with a big man or the Guys like Gobert and Jordan, all they're doing is just catching and dunking. They're not like – That's the point. That's how you get a high field goal percentage, by taking – Close field goals. But like like Shaq, so the year uh ten years ago, Shaq, Nene, Beardrin for you a uh, real Golden State fan. <laughs> there we go. If you don't know him, you're not a real Golden State fan. You're a bandwagoner. Uh but um Dwight Howard and Gasol were the top five and those guys were guys that actually had to like do a little bit to score. They couldn't just catch lobs and you know the other Dwight than maybe Dwight, Dwight dunked a lot. He dunked yeah. back in the Orlando days. Yeah. Uh, other than Dwight. Freshly buffed Dwight? Yeah, yeah. Well let go ahead. Let's get Cause, off. Cause that, that was his let's championship go. year. Let's, and then let's give him no shine. The ninety nine right and two thousand season, Shaq Matombo morning, <laughs> Ruben Patterson, which is insane. Are you mad are you mad at that group, that big Ruben? <laughs> yeah. The Kobe stopper? How is he this high? <laughs> Don't you stop saying that. No, that's what he called it. Saying. I know. How is he this high with 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 a percentage? Clearly, I just thought about because that. he stopped Kobe that well. Psych. He got buckets on him. <laughs> Alex would never believe that in his life. I guarantee. Tony you Allen's the that. only Kobe stopper, and that's confirmed by ah, Kobe Bryant. Ah, T-Mac. I think it just shows you that back then it was a T-Mac. more physical game. They double team you more, and you didn't get easy baskets like like um, DeAndre Jordan, Gobert. Capella, who you always talk about, Alex, you said um, that uh, the uh, the Manimal was a perfect like uh, replacement for him while he he's is. out. He is, Man. I agree. But it just shows you like these guys are scoring so easy with their percentages, where they're just catching and dunking. Where you Shaq was averaging twenty nine, shooting you know fifty one percent because you were getting double teamed. You were getting bumped and banged, and, and it was no easy buckets to where nowadays, man, you make one strong move, you go into the rack, and it's just you, a dunk. You said Zach Collins is on that list for uh, – Yeah, Zach Collins. All right, there. I want you to know, Zach Collins, like, okay, I'm I'm a toothpick. Yes, I get that. But Zach Collins is a seven-foot toothpick, and if that man has that high mm-hmm. field No, not Zach Collins, Jason Collins from Jason, uh, Atlanta. From Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, even more, that's even more of evidence to my thing. Like, yeah, he's a toothpick, too. So if his percentage is that yeah. high and, sh- and it is questionably higher than Shaq's was back in the 99-2000 oh, uh, season, yeah, but that tells you, like, teams definitely don't want to play hard-pressed defense, and they're not willing to, like, play that the way that they used to. That's just not how the NBA is You know anymore. what? Realistically, people don't want to hear da-na-na, da-na-na after they get banged on or posterized. Yeah, so they Like, during the yeah. game, people, the reaction that you're going to get the rest of the game, and they're going to show the highlight Because, hey, we, we're still it's trying, right. you know, we're still trying to resurrect Ben Simmons. He had a tough no, uh, two-night exchange. J.T. Yeah. His, his life is, is on, uh, is on life know, alert. He's on life alert. Yeah. He got bro, a life alert now. Bro, hey. they got rid of Markel Fultz to keep the focus on Ben Simmons, and the first thing that happened right after they get rid of Markel Fultz is Jason it's Tatum two, baptizes him. And then Kevin Knox. Yep. Ke- hey, so which, which one was worse? I will say Kevin Jason Knox. Tatum. Okay, no, you know, no, you know no, why? No. The only reason his is play was worse his, like his play was better because spin Tatum, yeah that was he nice. had to, he had to do that he, he worked spinned for that off of Embiid and then yammed it on Simmons no no first of all has he spin look I was yeah. glad to hit him with the fillet he was like hold on he first did of all, off of Embiid though it came out of nowhere I One, thought he two. was about to lose it <laughs> <ball. laughs> 
Hey, that was insane. But Kevin but Knox baptized two hands. Yeah. That's what I, we found out how unathletic Ben Simmons <laughs> really is. Because you're 6'10". And Kevin Knox said, well, uh, he, I'm going to go up. If you get it, you get it. And Alex, not, that's one of your UK guys, man. Yep, so. I can't hate on him. And he, at the end of the day, dude, you know, Kevin Knox is just beating Ben Simmons in the Rookie of the Year voting again now. Man, After that, he, was going, he was trying to go for a three. Two-time hey, winner, Rookie ben of the Simmons Year, Ben Simmons. will be forever a rookie. <laughs> He can win Rookie of the Year <laughs> 20 years straight if he want. He is going to be a forever finalist in he, the rookie sophomore game whenever his resurrection. Yeah. Can we, can we, can we, can we please just every everyone. year, every year. 40 can years we old, like, rookie also. When we make it, can we please just like petition to have Ben Simmons in the rookie sophomore game every year from this point hey, on? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm down with that. Dude, why why not? So that gives us a reason. You know, for you to pull out your uh, your rookie, rookie sweater, your rookie sweater. <laughs> Donovan yeah. Mitchell was robbed. End of story. I'm walking. That's away. true. No, I don't believe that. It should have been a tie, like J. Kidd and. Uh, I would have been cool with that. Yeah. The only thing that pissed me off is that Mitchell was not given an award. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, so what do you guys think? Do you guys think that though these inflated numbers are these players going to be thought of as better than the guys that they came before? Or do you think it's just going to be uh, just numbers? Because a big issue is, you know, like, it's like with, with LeBron. No, I'm just saying. Because, like, with, with LeBron, the reason why people say he's the GOAT, they always say what? His numbers. His numbers are, are his numbers are better than Bird's. He's going to end up with more numbers than this, that person, but they overlook it. So what do you guys uh, – what do you guys think, Alex? First. Michael, what the fuck do you mean by <laughs> LeBron is the goat? Hell no. No, that's what people no, say I'm because I'm they're, they're looking at at the end of his career, he's going to have more assists. More you can points. retweet. You can retweet the video of Scottie Pippen explaining that today. For my answer on that one, I'll let you take over though. I was going to um, say that they're going to still be remembered as great players, but not better than the ones that came before him. Because also, you can't compare eras. That's yeah, that's what I always like. Yes, I stand on that. Like you can't compare. That's like saying, okay, the most dominant player in NBA history is Shaq. A lot of people say that. Okay, but Will Chamberlain, by far, has yep. dominated an era more than uh, <laughs> than yeah. a lot. So it's like you can't you can't compare that. That's like okay, Bill Russell run all right that was amazing they yeah, have 11 yeah, yeah. as a squad so it's like what do you what do you really how do you define compare? dominant yeah. like the lakers were dominant and playoff wise in the in our 3p but that's like we're not like it's different you feel me it's like the the whole style of game was different the, the Shaq and will chamberlain thing is just well will chamberlain other than bill russell and a few other guys you didn't know who he was really playing with Shaq, and plus that's where tv and Social media and stuff is you know involved because NBA was a bigger sport with Shaq. Broadcasting, plans. yeah, was involved. Yeah, there yep. we go. So it was broadcasted more, so that's why you can see guys more and say, "This." Imagine ten years from now, it's gonna be maybe Zion. Everybody's like, "He's the greatest ever." If he see, that's the thing you know? though. Like you can't compare eras, and yeah. like that. That's why it's important to remember. Like, look, LeBron is the greatest player of this era. Is he? He's the most talented this- player of all time to me. Not the best, but the most talented. Coming out like God given talent, talent. Yes. God given talent. Yeah, Mo- like yeah, to ever physi- touch a basketball, LeBron by far most physically you cannot gifted. take that away from. Yeah. Him. Like people used to say, Jordan's body was like the perfect specimen oh, yeah. physique. Exactly, yes. was just and like now LeBron for this era is the perfect physique. Yeah, LeBron is the, is you're, the perfect. You're one. you can not like you can do everything Michael Jordan could do, but it's like athletically, yeah, it's e- no matter easier. No, exactly, and you're bigger. Just think about. I, with LeBron, it's crazy because I think about yesterday's game when they took the L to the Hawks. 
And I was just like, wow. yeah. That and was... I, I was just like, man, this dude, LeBron, he don't come out with no fire, no heart. Then you check the stats and he has 28. Triple. Uh, 11 and 11. Yeah, and not like, going to lie. I literally, as soon as you texted that in the group, I checked his stats. And yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Like, it, it, I guess it's just the, the energy. Just like that's what Scotty was talking about. You don't see the that that energy. Because that, when Jordan came out and played with that, I'm going to kill these guys a, attitude, it, was, it, it was, made everybody right. else on the squad play like that. Kobe was the same way. So he made, when he had his run with Gasol, he made Gasol play like that. He made Odom step it up. He made Formar, Fisher, Bynum. those guys. Bynum. Bynum. That boy Bynum. But, but LeBron kind of just like, I'm going to do my thing. Y'all have to figure it out because I'm playing on my own type of wave. I'm not, you know. Other, last year he showed that in the playoffs. He played with a type of will that was comparable to Kobe and Jordan. But it's like now he's kind of, you know, took a step back because he's kind of just like, I don't know if he doesn't want to play with these guys no more or if they don't want to play with him I, anymore. I, I think it's just like he's checking out because it's like, you know, the we okay, can we all agree that this season, after we knew that the Lakers weren't going to land any other stars, right? Like, we're not talking about straight trades. We're talking about free agency period going into the season, right? Mm-hmm. We all knew that this season was a wash because you had to just give it a year for everyone to acclimate. You had to just give it a year to get the value for these young players to see how Luke was going to work with LeBron. And you would walk into next summer with a bunch of these free agents available with LeBron James established in Los Angeles. A lot of young pieces that you could trade away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we knew this year was a wash. Mm-hmm. Thank you for ad- advocating for the Lakers also. Go ahead. Yeah. Go no, ahead. it's the truth. It's hey, the same thanks, thing. Mr. Boston. <laughs> I was going to say, go back to uh, one of our uh, older shows, our previous shows. We will. I know. I made a stand that the Lakers are winning the championship next year. I, everybody said we're winning it this year. It's not happening. Yeah. It's like you said, we have to get acclimated to each other. Look how many random new pieces we have that are older players stuck in their ways. So you have to think about it. We have to get adjusted to them. See if they even make it through the season, which some of them didn't, and some of the young pieces didn't. Well, I'm glad not all of them, but you know what I'm talking about. But we have more. So you have to get more prone to knowing how to win together before you could even think about a championship. Yeah. You guys could all have certain players could have won a championship separately, individually with your own team back in the day, whatever, blase, blase. But if we don't do it together now, yeah, that don't mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I just think that people, when they look at the Lakers, they don't look at the fact that this team went through a lot of injuries this year so far. Like they've been really banged up, you know, like LeBron missed about 18 games. Lonzo has missed a, a hand, more than a handful of games. Uh, Kuz has missed some games. And already playing with playing with LeBron, you have to adjust. So when you have him and they were playing so well leading up to Christmas in a big game, then you lose LeBron. Like, it, it's really tough. Like, it's a hard thing to deal with because LeBron is great, you know, but you have to play a certain way with him. And I even heard uh, Chris Boussard talk about it. He said, you have to play a certain way with him when he's there. And when you sub him after, out the game, you have to play with him, you know, play without him a certain way. Then he comes back in, you got to adjust again. So it takes a lot of adjustment playing with LeBron. But that's what any great player you have to adjust to dealing with. Like Boston, they, this year they're adjusting to playing with Kyrie Irving. And this you know? is a great segue for what we're talking about next, which is the season review. There so you go. So getting it underway. We talked about the Lakers and this big surprise. And I guess Be- before we leave the Lakers, all right. You, no, you, we, you already mentioned the Celtics. We got to no, go I know. there. We're going to go. We're going to go there. But before we leave the Lakers, I just – my uh, question. Right now they are 
three games out of the final spot in the West. Do you see them making the playoffs, Alex? Okay, two weeks ago, remember me saying that the Lakers were a couple losses away from being out of the playoff picture? Yes, we remember. Yep. I don't remember anything about that, but go ahead. <laughs> well, That's the question is, do week. I think the Lakers will make Last the playoffs? 25 games left, yes. If they make the playoffs, it'll be one of the situations that we saw last year where it was one game that decided where each team lies between six, seven, and eight. I think that's what it's going to come down to, even with the ninth. I, I think they, for me, I think they catch, I think they catch the Clippers. Uh, Sacramento's in front of them by two games, Clippers by three. I think they're going to be ahead of those one of those. The, teams, La- the Lakers are lucky as hell that the Clippers just traded away Tobias Harris and are doubling down on their future because now oh, yeah, the Lakers true. legit have a chance. The yeah, Kings, I agree. the Kings, I'm not going to bet against. I'm not betting against Willie. I'm not betting against De'Aaron. Shout De'Aaron. out to the UK guys. Mar- don't forget about Bags. Bag he be bagging guys. Marvin Bagley. Oh, uh, hey, hey man, I'm not going to bet against my UK guys. And let's be real, the Lakers should have drafted De'Aaron Fox. Uh, I, I wanted him. You, I wanted nah, a scoring you, point guard, but I didn't feel like we needed we needed to facilitate. You have Go to ahead. remember that Gary Payton, for his first two years, he averaged nine points. First three years, he averaged nine point six assists. So that Lonzo still has time. Lonzo's a great. Everybody was trying to make him Jason Kidd. Maybe we looked at it wrong. Maybe he's Gary Payton the way that he plays defense and things like that. And uh, I saw like his stats with him playing the Lakers defensive rating is like one one oh six. Or maybe he's key on dueling. No, he's not Keanu. Wow. He's, that ain't disrespectful. No, Keanu I know. is respectable. But he's a more score first where, you know, uh, Lonzo is a, you know, point guard, point guard, where he's trying to get guys involved and then play defense. But so you say you say no to them making the playoffs? I Okay, no. I say that they do make the playoffs. Oh, but barely. 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 All right. And barely. plus, I want, <laughs> I want to see the Lakers make the playoffs. I genuinely do. I uh, think it'll be more interesting. Oh, yeah, of course. You've got to have the – Supposedly best player in the and here, world. And here's my conspiracy on this. Before I, I, mm-hmm. I got, I, I'm going to uh-huh. give it to you because gonna... I think you're going to like this. My conspiracy is the NBA is not going to allow the Lakers not to make the playoffs this year because LeBron James is on their roster and they have so much to incentivize themselves to make sure that LeBron makes the playoffs money wise and because he's now in the city of Los Angeles, it's just too much to lose for the NBA and it's going to bring in so much broadcast revenue if they manage to get LeBron in the playoffs playing against some of these big teams and hypothetically if they throw them a couple games and maybe even surprise a first round playoff win, which I highly doubt. Unless the NBA wants to see Zion play for the Lakers and they... Like the Lakers make the playoffs. Bro, we're not gonna get, get the Zion. <laughs> no, but no, cue I'm the, joking. Cue the Kanye yeah, man right there. Hey, yeah. you got it. You got it, Mike. So uh, Lakers making the playoffs? Of course. Yeah. Like my first thing is like we're gonna. I feel like we can do better than AFC. Like people are trying to count us out for. Like you have to rem- not forget. You have to remember that it's not even All Star break yet. We come, we're transitioning into that weekend. Yeah. So you have to think about. There's more. Well, coming up, of course soon but you got to think about we we have a tendency to do better at the end of the season when we actually have pieces yeah true like it's still early baby yeah you can't count us up yeah same thing i've said about the celtics last year they finished strong so just like alex uh leeway too um so now we're going to move on from the inflated stats we believe those players will be great but we know who's 
by I think the eye test. People have to remember the eye test, and the eye test tell you a lot about how great a player is. We're moving on to our midseason uh, review. Uh, once again, this is Courtside Radio with the starting five. We are shorthanded today, but we're making it a fun one, making it a the good one. The big three. Yeah, the big three is here. We got uh, <laughs> we got our our uh, Luca. <laughs> Luca. He's our Luca, uh, Mr. Himesworld himself, and then uh, out of Pappy. Uh, Mr. Mike Inglewood, Mike, and then you know, of course, the point guard here. But so season in review. Actually, can I trade in? Uh, I don't want to be Luca. I'm gonna take the rights to be Brian Scalabrini. Oh, Scalabrini, yeah, that Boston bias. Let's move on from that BS. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, Paul, I'll take Paul Pierce for the Inglewood. So man, it's it's been a lot of. Uh, I feel it. Damn, y'all really bossing out. Truth. Man, I'm gonna keep it LA. I man. said for Inglewood. I'm, I didn't I, say nothing about LA. I said Inglewood. I know. Chopwood. No, but he's a Boston Celtic. <laughs> Oh, he's trying to be disrespectful, it but was uh, football football days from Beverly. I'm sorry, I got to. Hey, but uh, he hey, hey, so he didn't mean. It. I'm trying <laughs> to keep the pimp hands strong. Stop. No violence. Hey, no violence, man. It's a uh, Black History Month. You you, you, you mentioned all right the, the Celtics. All right, yeah. he's your brother. He's this, your brother. Yeah, he's, <laughs> your, he's your brother. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Hey, what did I say we were gonna call you? Oh, brother, uh, brother Bro, Alex. Brother Alex. There brother Alex for the uh, for the month of February, Black History Month. But uh, all right, so we we started off with the Celtics. The Celtics, right? yes, number four seed right now, tied with Philly in the East. Uh, Milwaukee's number one by yes. game. Toronto number two. Indiana still hanging around e- even without Oladipo. I think that changes after the break. And then you have Boston and Philly. Those are the real contenders in the East. So Does- we can talk about the East first. Right. Does it surprise you that the Bucks are leading the league right now? I yes. believe so, and th- that's why Giannis Antetokounmpo is my MVP is because he's averaging 27 and like 12 and like five or six assists. And before the season, if I told you at this point that Milwaukee would be 43 and 14, the best record in the East, no one would have believed me. No. People would be like, bro, you don't know. They have the most wins Going to the break, so no one will believe that. And they aren't wow. inflated stats. Yeah, and they aren't in for yeah, he's just he decided to be a power forward. So he's like, I'm gonna play like a power forward. I'm gonna be K he was trying to be LeBron. He realized I have to I have to be K G mm-hmm. and he's balling. So yeah, it's a total shock to me that Milwaukee's number one. But it's funny because I feel like he's grown as a player because he actually made another all star on his team. Yep. Like yeah. Brogdon's nice, but it is it's killing me that Chris Middleton is giving like I saw it before, but he's giving people buckets. Mm-hmm. Like, but he's doing it on both ends. Like he literally, I'm sitting there like, you are a shooter, but you taking people off the dribble. That's all, okay. That's the way he looks. He doesn't look like the way he hoops. Like it's it's crazy. He's yeah, ten times more athletic than anyone on the court right now. I think. But it's all about Giannis right now. Like I was saying, Giannis. <laughs> yeah. It just shocked me that Middleton's actually doing good. But it's Giannis that he's transitioning to a monster. Like, he's unstoppable right now. You can't think of one thing that you can do that will go ahead and just – that's going to stop Giannis from getting to the basket, from scoring, from getting to where he wants to get to. You can, yeah. you can limit what he does, yes, but when he finds a way, you know, around that and finds that seam, he's getting through it. And people get get gassed by the end of the game. You can only keep him at the three-point line oh so long. And that's his only, if anything, that's his only weakness, right? Mm-hmm. And he's getting better at it year after year. So it's like at one point, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and realize that 
at the end of the game, you're not going to be able to hold him to the three-point line. He's going to have more energy than you are, and he's 55 times taller than you are, so that guy can take two jumps like a monster and dunk it right on you. Because he's more athletic than you, too. Yeah, <laughs> and he's playing terrific. He's my MVP, but people have to – we can't underestimate the talent that he's playing with. Like So Middleton is an all-star, averaging Brogdon. 17. Brogdon and Bledsoe are both averaging 15.8 points each, you know. And nope. and they're like they're uh, spearheading the defensive end, uh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe is doing yeah, Brogdon, Brogdon, and Middleton. Then you have Lopez, Miritich. Miritich, they just added. Man, they're gonna get. They're Why? about to get better. You know who the first team that they're playing after the All Star break is? Oh, the Celtics. Celtics, yeah, that's gonna be nice. Brooke Lopez is about to hit seven threes on you. But you got yeah, Tony Snell, we'll Jason Tatum dunk three. Illisova, George Hill. Uh, they just man, they they're stacked. yeah, they're stacked. And at first, you were just like, ah, oh, this is going to start to fade. But now, man, they're I can jealous. I can really see them making it to the finals. Like they in the East, they have the best player. Uh, they have really good coaching. Um, they're great. They're good offensively. They're defensive minded and defensively, so they can score, knocking down shots, and scoring in the paint because of Giannis, and then. It's not just one-on-one ball. The ball is moving really well. Like, they are looking like they're a, an all-around team. Yeah, an all-around great team. Of course, Boston can turn it on. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're going to save that for a moment. I, okay. I, I'm waiting for that. But, so, so yeah, so Milwaukee is just, you know, really good. I like Toronto. I like mm-hmm. uh, they have the um, the most improved player in Siakam. That guy yesterday, he scored 44 Tell points. Siakam, my <laughs> Pascal tells him uh, Siakam is beep, but uh, yeah, um, that's how well he's playing. Forty-four points yesterday without Kawhi playing. Only thing scary you about them is that why is Kawhi missing so many games? That's sixteen games. Is it because of rest? I know yesterday they said it was like the knee issue, See, but I don't I don't know what it is. But that's a team to watch. Maybe there was more truth to that stuff going on in San Antonio than we thought. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure a lot of it was he wanted to sit out and he wanted to be moved, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe there really was something to an injury being more significant than it, it was like publicized. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'll tell y'all right now, my knee hurt, and I know he do a lot more uh, extraneous activities <laughs> yeah. than I do. Man, I got Jewish knees, too. Yeah. I so I'm like, my knee hurt right now. Mike Mike was about to uh, call. He was about to call out and say, man, I'm injured this, this night. I can't I, come I, in. I, 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 I brought him his walker, so he made it to the station, thankfully. <laughs> hey, thank you. And then you have Philly, who's tied with Boston at number four. They They have the best starting lineup in the East from top to bottom. Ben Simmons at point, Jimmy Butler at the – Three on, on paper. On paper, that's what I'm saying. On paper, but it they have the work. best. It, you you have to give them time. The, the 25 games for them is going to be lovely because they're really going to be I able. To, you said on the East. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah on the East, not in the I'm league because in the league it's Golden State, of course. I was about to say there's one that should be shitty. Yeah, it's Golden State, but on the East with Simmons, Reddick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Embiid, that that is the best starting lineup in the east so they're gonna they're gonna have a chance because in most series they play in mb is gonna be the best player shout out also they have a designated shooter now like not like now but it's like he's actually performing who's that jj yes oh yeah jj oh that's what he do he's been that's doing that like, i'm saying but now <laughs> i know but i'm saying but now that philly has that they don't have to worry about who's okay who can we go to to get an actual spot up three or just get the ball to 
you know, clock running down. We need this three real quick. For for them, for them to win, Ben Simmons has to shoot jumpers. And he doesn't even have to shoot a lot. He just has to shoot them enough to make guys respect him because we saw the play when LeBron guarded him. LeBron was all the way in the key. Mm-hmm. And Ben Simmons was still looking to pass to where if he can shoot enough of them and make like 40% of them, 30% of those, like not even three, it's just like mid-range jump shots. I was shots. just about to say that, you know what, that would be his bread and butter. Yeah. Because that can be his, oh, I, that can be my go-to now. Yeah, like, I can knock this down, yeah. Yeah, like I can already, I already know I can take everybody off the dribble. Well, that's guarding me at my position because I'm bigger than you. Yeah, that's what made, because he's doing his thing in the post. Of course, in the open floor, he's he's a great but that's what made Magic great. Magic was never the greatest shooter, but Magic could knock down shots to where you had to respect it, to where that gave him enough uh, space to use his body and get by you. you know? Jason Kidd learned to take a three-point shot, yeah. so this man can. He yeah. just needs time. He's, in the, he's one of the leading scorers. I think he just has to. And three-pointers made. He's, yeah. he's like talking to a bad chick when you see her. You, you have to say something or you never know if you can make it or not. Shoot your shot. You know, shoot your shot. You know what I'm saying? So he has to shoot his shot. You know, I'm down he, with him taking as many shots as he wants this season. Let him put them in the dirt. Yeah, get it out the way now. Like this is what I the All Star break, huh? Miss them? Yeah, I mean, take as many shots and miss them as you want to. You know, fall in the Eastern standings. Man, they won't fall. He's because he's not going to take dumb shots. He's not a dumb player. So yeah. just take them, and he can, bro. If you ever see him shoot, like the form doesn't look terrible, and doing like war, like warm ups and stuff, like he's knocking some of them down. But for some reason. When the game comes, he's like, ah, I'm not going to shoot. You know what I'm saying? So I think that he can make Philly that much better if he decides, okay, I'm going to shoot just enough jump shots to make people respect it. So instead of you standing in the key guard of me, you have to step up to at least above the free throw line. That opens up even more for Jimmy Butler, Tobias, and MB. But For him to facilitate. Too. Yeah, then it makes it that much easier for him to, to pass. But – uh. Since uh, Alex wants to do it, man, we're going to talk about that team, about Boston. You All get right. to go first. <laughs> they <laughs> might make the playoffs. All right, then let's transit. No, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my yeah God. they probably make the playoffs. So let's we don't know yet, but listen. Yeah. I'm about but, to walk out of here with a migraine. <laughs> Kyrie will. So do. let's go. What, what you want to talk about with those, those Boston Celtics? All right. So, admittedly, I was the guy that came into th- this season thinking, you're going to bring Hayward back? You're implementing all these young guys who have played well. Starting lineup of Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and Horford was going to lead the East, going to be a great team. And admittedly, it hasn't panned out the way we'd liked. You know, injuries have kept Kyrie Irving in and out of the lineup. We've had Gordon Hayward take longer to be reacclimated, although, you know, the last three games, I think it was actually the last four games, he's had four straight 18 plus point games in the last game. He had 26 points and, like, 6 of 7 from 3, which was great to see. Mm -hmm. You know, even – all right, so, like, I'm going to take this from one direction also. Like, even just as an NBA fan, it's great to see Hayward playing well because you always – I think it's universal. Like, you always want to see a dude who gets injured that badly to come back and play strong, right? Like, I wanted Kobe to come back and play strong after the Achilles. I wanted Paul George to. I wanted Danny Granger to. I wanted all these guys to come back and play strong. Danny Granger, he was all right. No, but still, just like injuries. Just you know? come back. Yeah, yeah, come back and like play strong. D like, Rose. D Rose. Like, look at what he's doing this year. But the point being, 
the Celtics had so much expectations put on them by fans, by the NBA. Look, even Charles Barkley, like all these guys thought like they had the great system. They had these great young guys who pushed LeBron to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie, without Hayward, and with with players in and out of the lineup with a system that wasn't necessarily solid yet. And now here we are trying to figure out, are the Celtics going to like really be true threats in the playoffs? Yeah, I get that, you know? But the Celtics are the fourth seed right now, and it's all-star break. Gordon Hayward's playing well. They're starting to figure out the system a little bit. And the surprise to me for this like midseason review was I thought the Celtics were going to be surging. And it just goes to show that it takes time to reacclimate and implement systems with new players or players that haven't necessarily been on the court of course. to take part of it. And I was I got ahead of myself. I'm like, you know, the Celtics are going to come out strong. They're going to surge. They're going to kill it. But it doesn't always work out that way, and here we are now. And I think, I genuinely believe the Celtics still can finish this season either at first or second in the East. They're only fourth, and Indiana is bound to fall at some point. First or second from the middle of the East, you mean? First or second in the Eastern Conference. Indiana's number three. I don't think they're catching Toronto or Milwaukee. I think they can. They can, but I don't think they will. I think they can. I don't think you catch Milwaukee at all. I don't think Toronto you're touching. I don't think – and I'm not even, like, being just like, oh, I'm like, I don't think, like, for the way the season is going, I don't think you guys are going to take those top two seeds. I don't in these. I, I can see you guys making it, like, fourth or fifth, depending on how fast Kyrie comes back. Who? We're already fourth. But you're, I mean, you're going to drop. But um, that's what I'm saying. You're going to be, like, fourth or fifth. Because like, Philly's number five. And that's all, like, I feel like you guys might drop two. Of course, Philly is. That's what I was going to say. They might be able to take your spot. And that's what I was going to say. It's only depending on how fast you get Kyrie back playing to his star potential. Okay, look. that That's the thing I want to also dispel. Mm-hmm. The Celtics. Don't get me wrong. We need Kyrie to win a championship, right? We need Kyrie to win a championship. That's understood. The Celtics have won, I think it was 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 11 games without Kyrie this year alone. I, I text you that they're better without Kyrie. But no, they they play well in the season better without Kyrie, but in order to win a series, I feel like they need him. And they need him to be that 30-point, 10-assist type of guy. Even 26, 27 points with a double-double in assists. But... I think even without Kyrie, they can remain afloat and they can start steadily going up again, getting more wins, moving up in the standings. Because Indiana, I think we can all agree, Indiana's bound to fall. Without Oladipo, they're just bound to fall. No, I I totally agree. I think that Indiana, they play really good basketball. They remind me of that Atlanta Hawks. Hawks team with uh, Horford and Millsap and all those guys. Yeah, they a just they're a team. Yeah, they That's just the find they're a way team. to do it. But yeah, I think that Philly. Yeah, I think Philly and Boston catches them, and it just it's gonna come down to matchups. It's gonna come down to when it comes to the playoffs. At least if Philly can avoid Boston in the playoffs, they have a chance to make it to the finals. You know, and if Boston can inv- avoid. Toronto, I think they have a good chance to go to the finals. But. See, I think that the Celtics are that one team. I genuinely believe this. I think the Celtics are the one team in the East where it's like, you put us against them, we'll find a way to actually beat them. Mm, well, I think with Milwaukee, they've done it. With Toronto, they can do it. With Philadelphia, it's an absolute they can do it. Indi- those three that you're not going to beat, though. Like, you can beat during the season, but you're not going to beat in the playoff series. No, we'll beat in the playoff series. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to beat those three in the playoff series. Yeah, we will. You know what? 
I give you the only you know what out of those three, you can beat Philly. You can't beat Philly in the actual playoff series. Yeah, I think they have Philly's number. That's what I'm saying. I you hate to say Philly. it. Like you can get Philly. I believe that. Even with Horford not being a rim protector, you can You know that Horford actually plays the best defense on Embiid in the NBA. And you know what? Yeah, because you know what? Embiid still gets numbers, but for some reason Embiid just he just keeps trying to outstrengthen that, you know, outuse, outmuscle that guy where it's like Man, that dude Horford is yeah, he he'll literally be big. Yeah, he he plays like a traditional big though. That's the thing. Who does Horford? Like no, the yeah. original, the like the the new age type of big, like just bodying you up type of thing. Yeah, playing with his strength. But I think that um, he thinks he's Rasheed Wallace. That's why low key. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's the only thing. Rasheed was meeting you at the bus. <laughs> hey, Rasheed. I just want me- people to know I had Coca Cola come out. My ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rasheed Wallace is meeting you at the bus after the game if he dislikes what oh, you doing. Oh, oh peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna be there with my phone out shouting "World Star" as I record. Hey, it. facts. Hey, but I think those are the top four teams that we we don't have to debate: uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Philly. Um, Can I give you guys like the other couple things that uh, I thought of that were surprises? Not in depth, I just tell about you about Boston. No, 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 just surprises this season. Oh so yeah, far. yeah, yeah. So my list were uh, the Bucks at number one, the Nuggets being this good and being number two. All right, they're number Hell two yeah. in the West. Like that yeah. was also a surprise. Yeah. Then I had the Celtics struggles, Utah's decline from last year. Yeah. Like I didn't expect that. I thought you know we always hear about the sophomore slumps and Donovan Mitchell, of course, like he's playing well. Yeah. But the team is just not as good, and I think it's just because teams are starting to be able to scheme for that team a lot better, and all the other teams around them have gotten better considerably. Yeah. True. You know, uh, Markel Fultz getting moved. Mm-hmm. That surprised me. Genuinely did. Yeah. You know, when you give up a number one, when you give away a third overall pick, and then you give up a really good pick. You generally like to sit on an investment, and don't get me wrong, they got they made a lot of couple, they made a lot of moves with the Tobias Harris move and Boban giving away picks, and then they had to recuperate stuff, and they got Jonathan Simmons in a pick. But like, I didn't expect them to give up Fultz that quickly. Yeah, me neither. I thought they were at least try one last you know one last time he was, he was too much of a work in progress but they're trying yeah. to hey they're trying to win now it's win now yeah they're you gotta to get see. what you can now and you then got, i had indiana still surgering without old depot yeah. and that's for now you know yeah. uh and then also hard forcing houston to stay afloat yeah like True. i did not expect this outburst offensively from him not yeah. not to this extent that's what i'm streak. saying but it was like I feel like he could like I I already knew that he could get like he can string about twenty, like I was like I felt twenty easily like at some point during the season he could do that twenty straight no I never would have thought I, twenty straight. no easily like, I thought real. that yeah the way yeah the way how they're letting him oh play, yeah how he plays yeah something the way they're it's letting Dan him play he's, it's like he's at the park bro he's out there just dribble dribble yeah dribble, he's at dribble, Rutgers dribble, just dribble. enjoying himself yeah. man but hey uh, he was playing Drew League basketball before right we before we switch to the Shout west out to the Drew. Uh, Drew. What surprised me a lot, I thought Cleveland would be one of the best. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. LeBron's not there. The team that's surprising me a lot is, man, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has that team playing really well. Hell yeah. Him being an all-star player, they're the number six seed please, right now. Please in sit the out East. the rest of the season so you can make our picks that much better. Thank you, Brooklyn. Shout out. Nah, but they're, yeah, they're going to be a top six seed. I think they're going to be at that six seed and – Man, I have to give, you know, big shout-out to D'Angelo. A lot of people in L.A. were bashing him. I just think that when the Lakers trading him, he wasn't – he will be perfect for them now to be starting with LeBron because LeBron is better with somebody that can shoot and actually looks to score as a, a lead guard. 
He was an incentive for a salary dump, and that's really what sucks. Yeah, but plus the Lakers were looking for a point guard more of who gets people involved, you know, because you had Ingram that they was hoping to grow. Uh, you had Clarkson when Lonzo came, and then, you know, you got the steal and Kuzma. I was about to say, Kuz came out of nowhere. Yeah, so it's like you wanted a point guard instead of somebody who just scored, scored, scored. But maybe it hey, looks like the Lakers may have got that one wrong. Okay, but, but can I ask you guys a quick question then? Yes. All right. The Kuzma draft, we had a lot of good players, notably Tatum and Kuzma, all right? Mm-hmm. Ten years down the road, all right? And we're not talking about Lakers Celtics fan bias. We're talking about just NBA Don't fans, forget Mitchell. Right? Donovan Mitchell, yeah. yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Uh, and They were good players. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Who do you think, unbiasedly, will be the best player from that draft 10 years from now? Tatum. It, it matters how, how it goes. I will have, if Tatum is traded and Anthony Davis traded and he gets to go and get his own team, he's going to show us a lot. You, you know, know what? But I'm, I know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to retract that because I got down Tatum, to Mitchell though. I, I was leaning more towards Mitchell because Tatum, not even against the Celtics, is more so Tatum. He's we he's he was closer to a finished product already coming out that rookie yeah. season. Yeah. We knew what we can get out of him. He's a consistent scorer, but he can be a lead scorer if you need that. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody to take over a game, he's not scared. He has a repertoire to do it consistently and actually efficiently. So it's like that's why I was like. Tatum, I like it, but it's like, of course he's going to get better, but it's like he might hit his ceiling earlier than the other two. I think That's the only thing. I think he hits the ceiling, honestly, if he gets traded. No, I think if he gets to if he goes to a team and be that number one guy, he's going to be he's going to be like like Harden and Russ. His stats are going to look really good. He's just not going to be in winning moments. Excel as a uh, team leader. Yeah, as far as it just matters how they build the team around him, you know, what pieces they – like if he is traded where he goes, who's around him and stuff like that. Because he has a chance to be a guy that can be 20 – and with today's game, he can be 25, 6, and 6. Look, don't be surprised if, all right, if Kyrie Irving does leave the Celtics, right? And that, then Tatum will be able – it will be his team and he will Terry be able to Rogier show more. and Jason Tatum – with Jalen Brown, if he's still there. Yes, that Tatum, point. if Kyrie leaves, Tatum is going to be able to show. Tatum, right, Rozier. Now they're going to be, Danny Ainge is going to say, hey, Tatum, this is your team. Be our best player. If you want to be a dog, this is yeah. your chance right yep. now. And that's show what it. I think he's going to show. And because he's going to be winning more than Donovan Mitchell, it will make you say that, oh, okay, I would take Tatum because, you know, you're going to pick the winner. It's like Kobe T-Mac. You pick Kobe because of the wins. And everything, even though I would much rather. I'm telling you this right now. We live right now. I want people to hear it. I would much rather not trade for Anthony Davis if it means giving up Jason Tatum. And that includes if Kyrie Irving says, "Look, if you get Davis, I'm staying. If not, I'm out." Screw Kyrie. Screw Anthony Davis. Give me Jason Tatum. Let's roll with what we got. We got a lot of good pieces, and we have money. Yeah. To put on the table. And let's be real. People will want to play with Jason Tatum. Yeah, well, they want to play will. for the Celtics. <laughs> you know what's funny? What's up? Let's be real. AD wants to come to the Lakers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the Lakers, man, let's take this, move this along for the midseason review segment. Courtside Radio with the starting five. Uh, the big three is in the building. That's <laughs> time out, time out, Time out. Before we leave the Celtics, I also agree with you, though, on – if Tatum does get traded, that will be better for his career or if Kyrie leaves. That is going to be the only option. If he becomes the lead player, 
he's gonna take it over. He can take it to another level. No, yeah, he can. I, th- I tell you, I think he can be. He, I think that Mitchell can be close to a D Wade, and I think that Tatum can be, uh, a guy like I said, twenty six, like twenty five, six and six. You know, on a winning team, and that that's incredible. But let's move over to the um to the West Coast and uh West Coast, which is the uh, best coast. Um, and top four seeds, of course, Golden State's number one. We expected that. Boogie is. Fit in there well. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat them, but they look very beatable this year. Uh, they look very beatable this year. Um, Denver Nuggets, like Alex said, they're the surprise of the year as a team. Them in Milwaukee, they're the number two seed. They just got IT back, which makes them. Mm. Mm. Shout out to Isaiah Thomas, yeah. man. Oh, man, I'm that, happy he's back. I'm telling you right here, right now, all right? Isaiah Thomas, anytime he goes to Boston, Will be loved, will be given high fives, and he oh, gets yeah. a free meal. That man. He gave his all to them. He gave everything to the city of Boston. He has the playoff high uh, scoring average for the Celtics all time in sense. terms of points in a playoff, like points in the playoffs, all right? Yeah. Look, that man is loved, revered. I have nothing but good things to say about Isaiah Thomas. Hey. I want him to do well. I root for that man. No, he left I, it all I agree. out there. You almost shed a tear with like what he was playing. Dude, through. no, he, he act like nothing. Like yeah, he didn't hip, know about it until the end of the died. game. He yeah. was like, yeah. So he started telling me like, hey, wait, what happened? Yeah, you like. Oh, so you went off for a reason. It hurt me when he got traded. I'm like, dude, I would like at first. I'm like, look, I like Kyrie. Yeah, but I would much rather have it, man. Hey, so I love it. That would have been loyal. That would have been loyalty is key. That that passion that he played with during that run. That's how I want LeBron to play with the Lakers. Like family first. Oh man, we have a caller. It's Danny Watch. Let's check it out. Uh, yo, yo, yo! This is Courtside Radio with the starting five callers. State your Change name. Me. State your name and game. What's up, y'all? It's Keith. Good news. Oh man, it's, it's, it's Mr. Boss news. Man. Mr. Good News himself, man. What's up, bro? How you doing? Hey, I just want to say on record, you know, that I think Isaiah Thomas will be the comeback player of the year, um, 2020. Next year. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Yep, he has. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. He has a chance. Him or comeback, yeah. comeback player of the year, bro. Yeah, I agree. You know what? Yeah, off comeback player of the year. It. What about Oluwadipo? Yeah, Oluwadipo is gonna be coming and, back. And possibly and Boston mm-hmm. six man of the year. Mm-hmm. What about Oluwadipo? Uh, Oluwadipo. He's out for the season. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think because there's the the expectation of it is so low, it's gonna appear bigger. You know that the expectation of all the depot is already high, but because it's not that it's, it's it's almost like Derrick Rose at one point, like nobody was really expecting him to 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 do that as well as he's doing. So I think the same thing is going to happen with Isaiah Thomas. He's going to do better than what most expect, and then that's going to make him that that's that's going to put him on the running for a comeback player of the year, in my opinion. Okay, how do you think he's going to finish this season? <laughs> uh, I <laughs> I think it's going to start off slow. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure I'm sure that that. They're not him a whole bunch of minutes, you know. Uh, but I think I think more so. I think I think he'll just be a factor. I don't think he'll you know play a major role. But I think next season he'll be six man, and I think that's when you're gonna going to see it back in full effect. Hey, we got another caller calling in. Make sure you call us back in a few minutes after we finish this call. We got to pay some bills, right, Keith. We'll yeah. be right back to but, you. Uh, oh yeah, so yeah. Th- <laughs> thanks a lot for that input on it, man. I'm happy he's back. Yeah. Let me see if we can accept this. Next Let's call. Yeah. All right, big dog. 
How you? Oh man, they hung up. Uh, call back. Hey, make sure you you call us back. Uh, man, we would love to hear your input, uh, caller. Call but, me uh, now for your free. Yeah, so it. great story. He's back. I think he's gonna help that team a lot. The team that's that's big time for me. That's doing that's doing that's that's doing really well. Is uh, OKC man. I know they took that L tonight, which is tough, but they just added Markeith Morris, stole him from the Lakers, but he brings them another defensive guy, Keith. a guy that can knock down shots. Cats by 90, baby. Let's go. Woo! Cats All by 90? Right. Whoever said Cats by 90, you are a legend. Let's go, baby. Cats by 90. Uh, who was that? I have no clue, but I'm still uh, loving it. They said Cats by 90, baby. How do you know? Hey, make sure you you call us back, man. We got to talk about y'all, real that. ones. If you're talking about the uh, Kentucky Wildcats, don't believe the hype. They just took an L to LSU, and I, I don't believe that they will be. How are your Chiefs doing this year, Michael? Uh, <laughs> we're not we're not talking football right now because we're going to be all right. We have Patrick how about them Mahomes. Dodgers? Let's go. Hey, Los Doyers. Uh, I'm not a Dodger yeah, fan actually, so it's tough. It, my team is. Bro, we do got to catch one outside. What do you? First of all, you know what? You disrespect me with the fingerprint situation. <laughs> hey, but man, let's get back to it. OKC, I think, is a team. I think they're going to be the team that's going to challenge Golden State the most in the playoffs because Paul George is playing top three MVP uh, candidate basketball. Russell is the triple double king. He's amazing. Um, you have Robeson coming back. You have Steven Adams. You add Morris. Ferguson is playing well. Uh, they just have a lot of guys stepping up, and they're well rounded. Russell was actually willing to take take a step back and say, "George, do you be you, and you have a chance." He said it too. You have a chance to be be our guy, you know. Because the uh, crazy part is, if he does this with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is still there, and they probably have a championship. I just want Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Stephen Adams to beat. The Golden State Warriors. Man, you know what? That in would be lovely. five games. That nah, wouldn't be five. It'd be I seven. Steven It'd be Adams six or looks seven. Like Aquaman. Yeah, that's he doesn't look. He is Aquaman. But he, he is looks Aquaman. Like Aquaman. <laughs> He's a real life Aquaman. That but, that would be a great series, though. I want and I am man, rooting. I'm praying for that series, dude. I would kill. I want to see. I would. I would do anything to be the first guy to interview Westbrook after the the series win. I would Get do anything. Get the a. Hey, I'm sending a yeah, yo, KD. I'm sending you a couple uh, cupcakes in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Shout out! It can, it's gonna be explosive cupcakes for KD so <laughs> with dog poop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. player <laughs> hate hair. Yeah, player but hate hair. I think that that I think it's gonna come down to those two teams: Golden State, OKC. They won. Lakers are gonna gonna be a, a surprise team because they're gonna get together with LeBron, but I don't think they're a real championship team. Uh, the Rockets still have a chance if they get it together with uh, CP3 and Capella should be back after the All Star break. The Phoenix Suns can do it. So that helps. Uh, ah. Phoenix Suns. Uh, this is another another uh, Ashley Neville shout out. Your team is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, we love you, Ashley. Yeah, it's, it's all love, but I don't I don't see them fixing and that. And we trust. <laughs> Shout out Look, to Devin, Devin Booker. Booker is the goat. Shout Psych. out to Devin Booker yeah, the being dead a, goat. a wild the cat. Sacrificial lamb. But man, that he team is 70. I'm not going you can't discredit that though. Dude, I, I was watching a video about that being a stat stuffing game. 
And he was huge. He worked for all those. Yeah, though. no, no, no. He did. No, That's it's the tough. thing. Actually, worked for those. You have buckets. to work to score the but highest amount scored in he, the garden. Clay, Clay just worked first of all. You can't just say like everybody had to work as hard. Devin Booker oh, yeah, seventy, Clay sixty. It was a lot less effort in one. No, of them. yeah, I know, but look, <laughs> I still got to still got to get to the spot, catch him, look, knock it down. Bro, look, I dropped eleven we, times when I scored sixty. You better not tell me I had to work hard no, that yeah. night. I ran. Clay Thompson makes playing basketball looks so easy and his face when he's playing too it's just always he calm. looks like john b in the face hey yes Por- portland <laughs> hey portland surprised me this year because wow. last year they were number three yeah and dude. they're still hanging around the top four of the west where it's like you you're like they're that that team that that's gonna go down like hey man remember this team like you, you know they, you know they can they hoop, are? but they could never you know who they are, are team wise they are the Mid to late two thousands Atlanta Hawks, a perpetual second round playoff exit with Mike when Mike Woodson was the head coach. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Perpetual second round playoff exit. They they were running with Bibby, Josh Smith, Al Horford, Joe Johnson, Joe Johnson, uh, Joe they, Bucky, Marvin Williams, Marvin Williams. They, I believe they had Joe Smith on that team too, and a couple other bench dudes that were too, that were also pretty decent. Yeah, but like that team, like. They're just a perpetual second round playoff team, and that's no like disrespect towards Dame or CJ. Like I love watching those it guys. It just shows ball. you how much better the other guys are, but those guys are consistent. And yeah, that's nice what it wins. is. It's yeah. the consistency that yeah. Dame and McCullough that, uh, have. What, what, they what, added Cantor. Uh, who who was it that we were talking about earlier? And someone was like, they play team basketball. Uh, Indiana, Indiana. All right, yeah. Portland is yeah. the Western Conference version of Indiana, and in yeah. that they play I, true I team basketball, mm-hmm. and they have their actual star players yeah. there. They have their star. They will never win a championship, either of those two teams, unless something crazy happens. But they will always be in that top five area just because those guys are that good. Uh, I would have given anything to watch Brandon Roy win one, though. I know I keep bringing him up. I played against him one time. And you got like 50 points dropped on you, didn't you? Not at all. No, we was playing outside of USC course. But he had the game that night. We didn't know that. I didn't oh, know wow. nothing about that because it was That's like crazy. it was some McDonald's All Americans out there, and it was like I'm sitting there like, all right, cool, we playing outside of USC. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. When they yeah. Got, you know those outside courts. Yeah. So we all hooping, and then he was like, "Yeah, I got a game tonight." Nigga, like, where? Yeah, <laughs> bro, you inside. We yeah. playing. I'm playing USC tonight. Oh, that's they when play. he was at UW. Yes, yeah, so I'm like play for Washington. Huh. All right. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. Like, then you yeah. watch TV later. You're like, oh shit, that's B-Roy. Yeah, buckets. I, I was giving him buckets. buckets. <laughs> he was, hey, bro, he was getting buckets. <laughs> no, yeah, hey, he's the truth. But question for the West: uh, We know the top teams: Golden State, Denver, Oklahoma City, uh, Portland, Houston, Utah is picking it up. San Antonio is always lingering around. I, I believe the Lakers will get in there. Do we see anybody beating Golden State? Uh, Golden State. Yeah, I actually see two teams potentially beating Golden State. Name them. In the West? Yeah, in the West. Oklahoma City and Denver. I don't think I don't think Denver can beat them, but See, no, no, no that's okay, the thing. We're go- we're on track record right now. We haven't seen much of Denver in the playoffs yet, right? Yeah, true. That's the thing. We've seen what uh Westbrook does in the playoffs. We've seen what they're doing right now and Paul George, we've seen what he does against LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. But we haven't seen anything from Denver. This is fresh, new stuff. And that's why I think Denver does have a chance still. I think, if anything, mm. it'll be, at minimum, a six-game series with Denver. But, like, if Denver's going to win, it's going to be seven games. Yeah, I yeah. I think for them or Oklahoma City, it's going to be seven games. I, I think neither team catches Golden State unless Thank Golden you. I was State say, I think you're forgetting has what an injury. Golden State does. Yeah, unless Golden State has an injury. Because uh, they're only two games, three and a half above OKC. Unless they have an injury, they... 
if they have an injury, they lose home court. But other than that, they will not. But I think that, man, I think that it's just going to be Golden State. I think it comes down to OKC, Golden State. Uh, that's my my final four is, uh, I'm going to just go with the top seeds other than the West. I'm going to go Milwaukee, Toronto, I think Philly, and Boston. I can see either of those teams making it to the conference finals and winning. It wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. Especially if Philly avoids Boston in any series until the end, and by that time they get enough confidence to make a run. But I think it's gonna come down to Golden State and Oklahoma City, and if Paul George can have an amazing series defensively and offensively against Kevin Durant, Golden State, and Russ has an amazing, efficient, you know, slightly more efficient than what he is series, I think that they have a chance. But I think that from this mid-season point, pretty much. That I would take Golden, I would take Golden State and uh, I want to say Toronto because of Kawhi and I know what that guy can do. So yeah, I I go Toronto. I think it'll be the six versus uh, Yay Area. I'm going Golden State versus Milwaukee for the finals if Milwaukee does make it, but I give them the benefit of the doubt. For learning. Oh, the feds are here, man. We got to be safe. <laughs> we got to be safe. Get the, the strap. Get the strap. All right, so that was, uh, of course, I ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got to get up out of here. They, they, trying to, they trying to 21 savages, man. We got to watch dab, dab, That's all, folks. Because I think Alex is really from, uh, where you from? Uh, uh, Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Yeah, but uh, who who you got from this uh, midseason point? Who do you have? Uh, who do you think, by looking at it now, who do you think is going to be Golden State teams? or Oklahoma City in the West? Uh huh. Okay. Oh, we're, think... supposed, we're supposed to go with two each. No, no, no. I'm oh, saying okay. I'm I'm picking finals matchup, but I'm saying it's one of those two. That's why I'm not solid. Okay. Like I could see it going either way with them. My second would actually be Houston. Just because screw that. No, I'm just saying that would be the turnaround. Can't sleep on him. This, yeah. yeah, but I say like, this will be the season. That if he's going to do it, he has to turn it around in the playoffs, and that would be James Harden's time to do it. But go ahead. See, I agree with you on that. The problem is like track record. Of That's why James I'm saying Harden. he has to change it. And this this will be the season. He if he does that in the playoffs, he gets. He will it. have to change he will his get narrative. The, he will get the award. But that's he the thing. Win. Like we've. That's why I keep saying like he's playing out of his mind even more so than he's done before. Right now, we're not even at the All Star break, right? Hey, so we got ten minutes left in the show. All right, five, five, five. Uh, My prediction is it's either Golden State, Oklahoma City in the West, right? Yeah. Okay. He's gonna say Boston. Uh, we just wasted uh, losing in the second round. Go ahead. Yeah, we just wasted our time with that answer. So they got got a chance. This weekend in Charlotte is a big time weekend for the NBA. NBA All Star weekend and. We have some big, some big things coming up, some big moments. So that's a great transition because of course they are. Yeah, we're going to start. Boston definitely will. We're going to start with. <laughs> so we're just going to give our predictions on the uh, on the weekend. So skills challenge. You have Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Luca, Mike Conley, Kyle Kuzma, De'Aaron Fox, Nikola Jokic, Vucevic. Uh, who you got? For my skills challenge, I'm going with. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, I just think that he has so much oh, speed. Swipe a fox. He can knock down a shot, and that's going to help him win that. I was going with Fox just because of his uh, pure athleticism, but it's more so his speed. Like, he can contest with John Wall and the likes of the top fastest point guards in the league as being hey, one of the flashiest. Stephen fastest A. Play- 
John Wall is hurt, man. You gotta know this. But uh, yeah, but I'm talking about no, 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 no overall. As far as speed, no, I get it. John Wall better sit his ass down. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, if you're falling at home, you better sit your butt down. Real talk. Alpha Who you got, Alex? I was gonna say Luca until I forgot that De'Aaron is in there, and I saw De'Aaron ball out at UK a couple years ago. Like, I ain't betting against De'Aaron. That dude's too freaking fast. He's honestly, I, I genuinely think he's faster than John Wall. Yeah, I yeah, do. Me too. I agree. Uh, inhuman. He could probably run a four-two. So now we're going to move on to the three-point contest. You have uh, this is easy for me for my winner, but you have Devin Booker, Seth Curry, Steph Curry, Danny Green, Joe Harris, who, uh, Buddy Hill. Is he out of uh, Atlanta? I don't know. He plays for Joe Milwaukee. Oh, oh yeah, you said no, Buddy Hill. The, yeah, Buddy Hill, Damian okay. Lillard, Chris Middleton, Kimball Walker, Dirk Nowinski. I'm going with Steph. I'm gonna just go with Steph. Steph is. I'm is, going is Wardell. Who? Wardell. Oh, Wardell. Steph. Steph. <laughs> I'm going with his brother, Seth. Seth. Ah, that'd yeah. Be, the dad. They're uh, in their hometown, Del, but so. that's the only thing because it's like Dell says his uh, that Seth is the better shooter. You know what he said? He did Side. say Seth is no. He said Seth is a better con- like a contestant shooter. He might. Uh, I'm going with Steph. I, I don't. I I'm don't going care. with Steph too. Like so, we got Steph. Uh, Wardell, this is Steph and uh, Seth. So it's yeah. a Curry. It's there, it's a home home thing it's for them. Curry, too. Yeah, dude. There's no way they're gonna lose that. It's either one of them that's gonna win it. Yeah, especially gotcha. in the hometown. I agree. All right, go ahead. So then we have the slam dunk contest, AT and T slam dunk contest. It's terrible. Dennis Smith Jr., Miles Bridges, uh, Diallo from uh, the Thunder, and then John Collins. We said Jason Collins earlier. John Collins. Uh, I'm going with Miles Bridges, man. That dude is like a thunderous dunker like some of the best dunks this year has been just been him with with these guys i don't see who's going to do anything super spectacular so that's why i think it's going to come down to how nasty and powerful the dunks are i never thought that i would look forward more to the three-point contest than i am the damn (laughs) dunk contest like what the hell who are these guys this is even worse than that year than jeremy evans won the dunk contest like let's be real yeah yeah, i have zero intent i'm i'm being real with you i probably will not watch the dunk contest i will watch the replays of it later on just because i do not care none of these guys i want to see i want to see lebron still go in the dunk contest pick a winner John Collins, John just because Collins. he's an athletic freak and I like him a lot. Who you got, Mike, before we get up out of here? I was stuck on Collins, too, but I'm going to go ahead and go with... Bridges. No, no, no. Bridges was the first choice, but I, I switched it from there. I'm giving Dennis Smith another chance. DSJ? Yeah. DSJ? He has hey. to make his dunks this year. No, yeah, and then he's repping NY. But I'm going with the hometown guy, uh, the Hornet player, Miles Bridges. But you got to think about it. He from, you know, he's going to have J. Cole out there. So no, know. I know. Cole probably going to be like, man. North Carolina up. stand he up. He from North Carolina, That's what I'm saying. Too, North yeah. Carolina stand so up. So he's going to try to show out. But I, I stick with my pick. Uh, All-Star game. Who you got? Team LeBron, Team Giannis. I got Team LeBron is more talented. <laughs> I think it's going to be a wash. But I, I think that a lot of guys from Team Giannis are really going to come out there to play. So you going with who? Team LeBron. <laughs> Alex? Duh. Yeah, Team LeBron. So, unanimous decision that they're going to yeah. just wax that ass. So, Team Team LeBron. So, that that's what we got. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. This is Chris Cyrus. I love you. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was Hey, guys, so you know when you hear that, that I mean that it's time for our Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. And before we get up out of here... Our Throwback Thursday Player of the Week is just a, a player, old school player that maybe you don't remember or you don't know about. 
uh, and we usually post a video of some highlights or a big time play from this player. Uh, if you don't know the name, when tell we him say who it, it is, Michael. Make sure you look it up. The player is Mr. Clyde the Glide Drexler, uh, drafted in the '83 draft, first round pick to the Trailblazers. Nappy fourteenth pick overall. He's an NBA Hall of Famer, ten time All Star, same ninety four ninety five champ. Can't you tell? Five time All NBA. He's a uh, average career averages of twenty points, six rebounds. 5.6 assists. His best year was in Portland in 87 88, where he averaged 27 or 88 89. 27. How good year. Six assists and eight rebounds. Clyde to Glide. Before we get up out of here, you guys got anything to say about Clyde or memories to, about him? He used to get buckets. Buckets. Big time dunker, too. That's I'm what I'm saying. He used to get buckets. Yeah. I'm a part of the generation that didn't grow up being able to watch Clyde, but. You ain't seen him for Houston? He's a yammer. No, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I did, but I'm saying like prime Clyde. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You got to understand. Like, I'm, 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 I'm part of your liberty dunk. Literally. But, yeah, no, no, I know. But what I'm saying is that I grew up watching Clyde in terms of highlights. Like, yes. I watched what I did when I started watching basketball when I was like eight. I was like, all right, I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm going to watch uh, NBA players or NBA greats talk about other greats. So I just started doing research, talk, uh, listening to guys talk about who they liked to watch. So I watched stuff about Clyde. See, back and in my day, we had no YouTube. Thank God for my generation, Facts. right? So I got to study it up. Clyde the Glide, man. Yeah, he was – at one point there was like – he was he wasn't Jordan, but when they both made it to the finals that year, the Bulls, uh, Portland, closer to Dominique though, closer to Dominique. Yeah, closer to Dominique. But they was trying yes. to compare those two, or Jordan showed them. Everybody yeah, did because, because they were scoring dunkers. Yeah, well, top that, the top position. shooting guards. Yeah, position, he's yeah. a top ten shooting guard. So Clyde Drexler, Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. We're gonna try to give him our and one player or no? Uh, quick, just your top. Top two or three. No, nah, we'll do that next week. All right, cool. Next week That's we'll right. do it. So, man, we thank you guys for tuning in to Courtside Radio with the starting five. The big three was here today. Mike Kelder, PG, Mr. Hans World himself. Uh, uh, Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to check out our Instagrams. Killing Mike, give me Instagram, boy. Yeah, jump to IGs. Mr. I'm going to call you back. Mr. I'm going to call you back. Yes, Mike sir, yes, sir. Uh Mike Kelder, PG. The PG. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, I'm point. I'm the point guard of his life, homie. Oh gosh! <laughs> and I am Himes World at H Y M E S World. Thank you yeah. for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Touchdown and Tangents is up next. Make sure you enjoy one of the dopest football shows that you listen to. Thank you for listening to Courtside Radio, we appreciate the illest and realest hoop show in the land. Let's go, New England. Psych. But uh, here. hey, make sure you check out uh our IG. Courtside Radio. This is uh, Good News Sports, Good News Radio, and also check out uh, Don't At Me with Michael and Alex. Uh, oh, and one more thing to add in that. Sorry, guys. Don't forget to check out at Alexander Himes on YouTube where you can catch the full Courtside Radio show up there live. At uh, It'll be up later tonight, so don't forget to check that out as well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so hey, thank you guys for tuning in, and we are out. Peace. We gone. <laughs>